1: Let's talk about what lesbians about. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians
2: shout.
1: Let's
2: hang out. Let's hang out. Hello, and welcome to Let's Hang Out.
1: Chiming in from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida, and this is our third installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh,
0: oh, oh, it was fun, it was <laughs> great, but it should have been.
2: we have already discussed Zeno, which I think is the quintessential gay but not gay TV show from the 90s. Uh, Today, we are back with a close and more recent runner-up, Rizzoli and Isles.
1: Oof, Rizzles.
2: Rizzles. For anyone who's not familiar uh, with Rizzoli and Isles, it is a TV show that aired on TNT from 2010 to 2016, ran for seven seasons. It was created by Janet Tomorrow, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I apologize, Janet. Uh, It is based on the books by Tess Gerritsen, and it stars Angie Harmon Mm. as Detective Jane Rizzoli, the Italian Stallion. Oh, God, I can't. (laughs) And Sasha Alexander as medical examiner, Dr. Maura Isles.
1: Oof, the two of them. I know. And the show falls into the buddy cop genre, generally. Yes. And let's let's explain a little bit about
2: what what that means.
1: All right, well, you know, the buddy cop genre is where you have a cop and a medical examiner or a cop and some random guy who is a writer who who comes in and somehow gets a badge, I don't know, or even two cops. Yeah, or two cops, but they're solving crimes together and of course the whole central theme is that there's sexual tension between these two leads as they're fighting crime and figuring out cases and falling in love, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say there, there are certainly buddy cop shows and films where they are just buddies, you know, but I think especially on television, uh, I think a lot of TV shows that are kind of based on buddy cop premises of, having two people who sort of have very different styles, you know, like different personalities. They clash cop, in a lot bad of ways. Cop. Yeah. Like I think I think a lot of those shows tend to find an audience and tend to uh build themselves uh a fan base on sexual tension between those two characters. Absolutely. Mm-hmm if we're gonna get into Rizzoli and Isles, so what I would say is, you know, tell me what this sounds like. You have, uh, a, you know, rogue, kind of play-by-their-own-rules-by-the-book detective. I, those are, like, con-contradictory things, but I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the detective who, you know, is just sort of sarcastic and, and wants to lay down the the hammer of justice and working with the super nerdy slightly awkward scientist slash doctor and with a ton of sexual chemistry between them
1: I'm gonna say uh bones
2: it's it's bones right yeah um, because I put the sexual chemistry in there, everyone would know, oh, Bones, absolutely. You but know, every lesbian would
1: totally say Rizzoli and Isles.
2: 100%. It's like the same premise. It's the exact same thing, right? And in Bones, that was sort of like a huge thing in the show. Like, they get married, they have a kid. Don't they have a kid? Yeah, they do. Together? I stopped watching a couple seasons in. Obvious.
1: Everyone in the audience is rooting for the main relationship in Bones. And everyone in the lesbian audience is rooting for Rosolia Niles, but yes, what do we get? (laughs) Not a lesbian happy ending, that's for sure. We
2: get we get nothing. We get
1: well, not nothing. Not talk about all the things we we get, get, but yeah.
2: But I think, but and Bones is not the only example of this. I think there's lots of others out there. Castle, I think, is a great example of this. You know, where you have. The the jaunty writer who tags along with the cop, and obviously the whole show is based around the will-they-won't-they they of their mm-hmm. dynamic. If you go a little farther back, people who remember the original CSI, uh, CSI with, with Gil Grissom, Sarah, there was that same kind of, you know, I suppose we can still call it buddy cop if they're... Crime scene text, why not? All the way back to the X-Files. Like, I remember, I remember watching the X-Files and coming in the day after Mulder and Scully finally kissed. And it was like, (gasps) the biggest thing that had happened. Like, all of my friends, we had to get together and talk about like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, they totally did. You know, because you'd been waiting for like seasons and seasons and seasons. And they had just, that was a huge component of the show. was like that, that chemistry and that sexual tension that they were just. Building up between these characters.
1: Yep. And they play it and play it and play it up in Rosalian Isles. Oh my god. Even in their marketing, they have this poster for, I think it was for season four, and they literally are in handcuffs together yes. in these hot outfits. <laughs> uh, back to back. Yeah, yeah, chained together forever. Because nothing
2: says platonic female friendship like having handcuffs and literally being unable to get away from each other. Totally a normal thing. Yeah. Also, totally not a thing that has been used to market the actual romantic pairings on every straight show that we just described. <laughs>
1: yep. But of course, because they're two women, it's all platonic. And there are too many, too many examples. I don't know if we wanted to start off with all of the things that are so gay about Rizzoli and Isles at this point. I mean let's. Alright. <laughs> let's let's do that. So, yeah. The lingering glances. Yes. Their sleepovers. They're they spend so much time in bed together. Yes. Okay, I
2: wanna I wanna talk about sleepovers real quick. Because here's the thing. You have a show that is trying to tell us that two Grown ass women, one of whom is pretty loaded. I mean, Mora is not, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. So, two grown ass women with their own houses, their own beds. One of them has a guest room. Doesn't Mora have like yes. a guest room and bed? Yes. Okay. Somehow we are supposed to buy that they have platonic sleepovers in each other's beds all the time. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. Here's what I would like to say. As someone who ostensibly was platonically sleeping over in, at the time, my friend's dorm room, that friend now being my wife <laughs> in college, what I would just like to say is that is not a platonic sleepover. We all know better.
1: Yep. Okay. You're fooling nobody. <laughs> so you were sleeping in bed with your friend, quote unquote, that you were now married yes. to. Yeah.
2: Yes, my totally platonic friend uh, that I would just hang out and sleep over in her twin-size bed in her dorm room with her,
1: like you do. I will say, just to play devil's advocate, I just had a sleepover with one of my straight friends, like, two days ago. (laughs) And we slept in the same bed, and it actually is platonic.
2: No, you—I'm not saying there is no such thing as a platonic sleepover. I'm saying— we all know when it's bullshit. Oh, and Rizz- Rizzles is bullshit. I agree. Rizzles is bullshit. Like, my wife and I both kind of knew at the time that, like, we were pretending it was a platonic sleepover, but, like, it totally wasn't. We just wanted to cuddle all night because that was a good excuse, you know? Yeah. Like, we all kind of know, I'm sorry, when you were, like, an adult with a guest room and, like, you just kind of lay up all night in bed chatting and, like, cuddling and giving each other lingering glances like
1: we all know that's crap <laughs> oh yeah well one of the sleepover episodes they're in bed together and this is the most lesbian episode of all the lesbian episodes right where Rizzoli goes undercover as a lesbian <laughs> so they and they're having this conversation in bed where <laughs> basically Mora asks Rizzoli well if you were a lesbian you would be into me right like, literally is like, but if you were gay, like, I'm your type. Like, if. <coughs> yeah, if. Uh, if. If. Are you serious? <laughs> so, to get into the Rizzoli undercover as a lesbian at a lesbian bar episode, I actually watched Rizzoli and Isles. I know, Lee, you have seen excerpts or stuff like that.
2: I, I'm going to say I have maybe watched 10 minutes of like an actual episode, but I've seen many a clip of the show.
1: Okay. Which is, <laughs> I mean, honestly, At a certain point, I stopped watching and just watched clips. But I started the show and was like, oh, episode one. Wow, these girls are going to be gay, right? You know? (laughs) And I'm so I'm just like digging in. I'm like, okay, two, three, four. Episode six of the season is the lesbian undercover. That was in season one? Yes. Season one. Oh my God. Episode six. I don't think I knew that. Yes. So they started. (laughs) With just teasing us,
2: oh my god,
1: it's it's it was uh, horrible. But either way, it's an incredible episode.
0: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Episode. So (laughs) a lesbian gets killed at a lesbian bar and they are trying to figure out who the killer is. And of course, they look at Rizzoli and they're like, well, you could pass. Because <laughs> of course you can pass. They look around and find the one lesbian in the
2: precinct. Yeah, Jane Rosoli, gotcha. Okay.
1: To be a fake lesbian for the day, quote unquote. Sure. Yeah, and she's so sad she has to do this undercover assignment. And there's this one one scene where they put together her lesbian dating profile, and I just think it's so funny. They uh, Mora is putting together her profile for her, of course. <laughs> And reading down all of these different um, designators of a lesbian. So the things they have are femme, lipstick, chapstick, sporty, and butch. <laughs> and one of the guys says, oh, Rizzoli's butch. And Mora like, <laughs> is, like, offended by it in a weird way. She's like, uh, Rizzoli is, you know, I'm going to put sporty. because She's totally sporty. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, like, you love sporty, huh, Mora?" Yeah, when we'll get to sporty in a bit, too. But mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, so she puts together the dating profile and then goes undercover to the actual lesbian bar, which is where we <laughs> I can't even breathe thinking about this moment.
2: I've seen many a
1: clip of this moment. So yeah, Mora. I guess they all I guess they both go undercover. I can't remember if was yeah, Mora goes too. undercover working at the bar. Oh, she goes undercover as a waitress. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't I haven't watched the show, Ellie. Come on. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so Maura (laughs) goes undercover as a waitress with the most revealing outfit ever.
2: (laughs) She's got like a bustier. She has like a little like pin up like 1950s bustier on. It's
1: it's beautiful. And no, (laughs) no straight woman is going to look at her boobs like Rizzoli looks at her boobs. Come on. No,
2: no, no, no. Face
1: in boobs. And she is lingering. Yep. She lingers.
2: She gets a, a big eyeful. And she's okay with it.
1: Yeah, she really is. This is the sixth episode of the season. And I could talk about this episode for t- 35 minutes.
2: And that that moment, I think, is lovingly referred to as the Wreck of God moment. Because I do think Jane Rizzoli sees uh, a little heavenly moment right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, who calls it the rack? I've never heard the rack of God. The
2: the internet, the lesbian internet. I don't make the rules, Ellie. I just <laughs> I just know things, okay? It's called the Rack of God. Uh, and that's what happens.
1: I totally understand that, because it is the rack of God.
2: I think someone somewhere has probably made an edit of like just that clip with Jane Rizzoli like full eyeing boobs and just like heavenly choirs, boy. Like down from the heavens. That's what's happening in that moment is I think some things are, are coming clear, but it really is. I mean, I, for, I can't believe that was in the first season. I I feel like Rizzoli and Isles as a whole, the show is just like one long, slow burn that like never got resolved. Yes. It's
1: the ultimate gay bait.
2: Yeah. It just never, it never ended.
1: And that's the thing. So I did start watching it and then at a certain point I realized they weren't going to go there and I couldn't, I couldn't watch the show anymore.
2: Yeah, because they definitely know. I mean, I think Rack of God is one. I think having them play softball all the time,
0: like so you know much. what you're doing.
2: I think the Elbifs moment, right? Like that's another thing where you just go, this is not a normal straight platonic thing to do. Is uh, so, is being hit on by another tall, dark Italian stallion <laughs> uh, who's like a car mechanic or something, and she doesn't isn't interested and. The way that they rebuff his advances is to pull Jane's arms around her stand like they're going to prom photos together and then tell him that they're LBIFs, if you know what we mean, wink, wink, which is their code that they come up with. It's like LLBFFs and it stands for lifelong best friends forever. Um, but they're obviously trying to pass it off as, like, we're totally together, if you know what yeah, we're talking wink, about. Yeah, wink, wink, wink. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Mora is, her whole character is so educated and classy and refined. And I'm like, you're trying to tell me that Mora Isles has never just turned down a dude by saying, I'm sorry, I am not interested in dating you. Uh, no, 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 no. That is not a necessary thing. It is a thing that you put in there because it lets you make promo photos of them standing like they're the gayest thing on the planet because they are.
1: They really are. But yeah, as you say, <laughs> like the the cast, everyone knows, like there yes. was a, there was a BuzzFeed article that Rizzoli Isles is the gayest non-gay show on TV and- yes. There was a poll in it that I thought was fantastic that said out of Rizzoli's three love interests, one of them being Mora, 91% of fans want her with Mora, <laughs> And the cast knows it. There have been interviews with Angie Harmon where she said, yeah, we, you know, we know. The thing that really frustrates me is every time they talk about it, they say, well, initially we wrote the characters as heterosexual women. Yeah. And that's how they were written. And, and, you know, it doesn't really matter what the fans think. We can't change it because the first episode they were written as heterosexual women. I'm like, that makes no sense to me.
2: It's almost like characters can be developed
1: or grow. Yeah. It's almost like they could have changed, change or realized feelings for someone when they were previously not there.
2: Let's not push writers too far, I mean, into writing characters. Let's not go crazy. Yeah, no development. I think you're right, though, in terms of the, the gayest non-gay show. I, I would be curious to see a matchup of just Rizzoli and Isles to Xena, because I think it's going to be pretty close there. But um, something else that I will say, if we're going to say 96% or 90 what did you say? 91%, 91%. want them together. So the other thing I did is I went on fanfiction.net, and looked up the Rizzoli and Isles page, uh, and what I can tell you is, so, so out of 7,800 stories total for Rizzoli and Isles on the site, 6,700 of them are pairings of Maura and Jane. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Which, for anyone who wants the math on that, that is 86% of those stories So, I mean, I'm just going to say they might be a big part of that fandom for the show is people who want Rosalie and Isles together. Because what other ship on that show would anyone even care about?
1: Honestly, none. All of their male relationships just completely failed. Yes. Because they're in love with each other. And both of them, the most important relationship in their lives
2: was the one with each other, right? I mean, that's the whole thing of like everything about that friendship, I'm air quoting friendship, everything about that is how important they were to each other. They
1: were like the be
2: all in and all for each other.
1: Soulmates. In a not platonic way, people.
2: The other thing I want to say is for anyone, so I never, I I mean, I didn't actually watch the show, but I did used to read, Dorothy Snarker used to write these fantastic, uh, they called them subtext recaps, so they weren't even pretending that anyone was watching the show for any other reason. (laughs) Um, But if you want to enjoy yourself for a bit without actually having to sit through the entire show, um, I would recommend going back and reading the subtext recaps. They were excellent, wonderfully written. Kudos, Dorothy Snarker. I think one of my favorite things is they used to have, uh, I think most episodes there would be, um, they would call out the moments of uh, what she called TGTGT, which stood for Totally Gratuitous, Totally Gay Touching. Um, because that happened a lot, so much. Those will stand the test of time. I would go read those any day, they're worth finding.
1: (laughs) In researching for this episode, I found some of them as well. I was dying.
2: They're hilarious. I mean, I read a lot of those instead of watching the show, so I think that was a good choice. Best choice. The other thing I want to say for anyone who did suffer through Rosalie and Isles and just really wanted that slow burn to pay off eventually, uh, or if you want a similar pairing that actually does pay off eventually and you don't want to watch Rosalie and Isles, uh, my two suggestions would be, if you are not familiar with Pepsi, which is Peppa and Sylvia, uh, the exact same pairing on a show called Los Hombres de Paco, where you have the tall, dark, long-haired detective and the shorter, nerdy, red-headed medical examiner. Um, that is definitely worth watching. You can always find that with English subtitles. Just do not watch The End. Watch a fan edit of The End for no reason. As much as we spoil no everything on here, no reason. Or if you are more into not foreign language things, you could also check out Riley Para, either the books by John Cannon or the Tello series. That is based on those books. Yep. Um, again, similar situation. And way more lesbians. And they're actually gay, you guys. Everyone. Actually gay. Unlike Rizzoli and Isles, which I'm going to say lands
1: firmly in the camp of should have been gay. Should have been gay. All right. Well, just as a reminder, and for things that are definitely gay, you can find us <laughs> at Les Hangout Pod on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us
2: at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys.
1: And if you're enjoying the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com slash leshangout and get access to lots of fun perks. So for now, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's hang, hang out again soon. soon. Let's
2: hang out. Ow, ow, ow.